0: Welcome to TMD On The Record. I'm your host, Dave Kleish. This is my friend and colleague, Jeff Timmons.
1: And nice to be here with you, Dave. Yeah, it's good to see you again, man.
0: So this is the, uh, this is the podcast where we talk about brands and customers and the relationships that they build together. And today we're going to talk a little bit about retail and some oh, of yeah. the shit show that is retail these days, and maybe talk about a few brands that, for whatever reason, have not figured out that their customer has fucking changed over the last three years, and they're still doing the same shit that they used to do.
1: Well, first off, I think we wanted to do this episode because Dave likes to shop. I do,
0: I do. You can't tell by the way I'm dressed right now, but I'm quite the fashionista. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a trendsetter.
1: (laughs) I'm excited about this because, Maybe this is actually your idea of getting me to stop talking about this because I talk about it a lot. I have a it's bit of a passion. It's been a long
0: fucking journey to get <laughs> to this point, man.
1: I have a bit of a passion for retail. And there's there's a couple brands here uh, that I want to talk about today that um, that might really fit with this whole day idea of retail is, you know, some people say it's dead. Some people say it's not dead. I say retail is not dead, but, man, some of it should be. 100%.
0: 100%. Yeah, we've had this discussion for as long as we've known each other. And like we've had the opportunity to work with some really great brands that have figured it out. And they've, they understand how to engage the consumer start to finish through the, through the purchase cycle, how they blend, you know, the, the upfront engagement, how they blend the online engagement with sort of that more traditional bricks and mortar engagement, how they evolve through something like a pandemic. To come out the other side even closer to their customers than maybe what they were um, whenever they went to hell in 2020, and then we see some brands that <laughs> just make honestly it's like what, a dog's breakfast. What the hell are they thinking? Because yeah. it was such a great opportunity from um, the last three years to actually learn something. And yes, it's been a struggle. Yes, some brands have gone through a really tough time. Yes, consumer expectations have changed. All that shit is true. Um, But what a giant, like there was a tremendous opportunity for them to actually learn from that, use that to get closer to their consumer. And they're completely shitting the bed right now. And what
1: hasn't changed is the fact that people still want to spend money and buy shit. Very much so.
0: I was in the mall
1: as you are. You're a brave lad. So I'm in the mall shopping, paying attention to what's going on and just realizing that it's really different. And we knew it was different. We knew during the pandemic that retail was changing clearly, right? If you didn't change, you were dead. But, uh, you know, as I what I noticed now walking through the mall is that some stores are jammed and others are completely empty. It used to be balanced. And, uh, and traffic isn't the mall doesn't have a lot of traffic, but certain stores do. And I think the reality is that. We're in this situation, and you and I have talked about this during the pandemic at length, is if brands don't figure it out during the pandemic, they're going to come out of this and they're going to be in big trouble, and I think that's where we're at. Retailers have had two years to figure this shit out, <laughs> and they just, some have and some haven't, and I'm watching earnings that are happening. I'm watching what's going on with the economy, with inflation, and you know, and the recession that we're coming into. Clearly, we're coming into one. How bad it will be, you know, yet to be determined, but... Some brands are doing really well, and some aren't. And uh, and I think that's because some brands should just actually go away. <laughs>
0: some retailers should go away. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And I think consumers have kind of like flipped the table on a lot of brands. So going into the pandemic, and you know, partially it starts with out of necessity, but consumers had well, and consumers were forced to accept different expectations, right? So like when everything shut down and. Um, all of a sudden, you know, we saw this massive migration to online, saw this massive bump in e-commerce for brands. You know, some brands are already there, um, but for a lot of brands whose traditional bricks and mortar strategy wasn't going to cut it anymore, simply because they couldn't, they were closed by law. Um, we saw consumer expectations take a real shift. Um those expect like those that new retail experience, that new blended experience of consumers connecting with the brands or the retail locations where they wanted to shop, whether it was for necessities, whether it was for pleasure, whether it was for whatever, um, learned to completely engage and get get engaged in a very different way. That behavior kind of got cemented, right? It became not just a fad, like you know you can't brands that tried to deploy like a very temporary strategy to satisfy the fact that they couldn't be open i think are finding themselves really really in trouble right now because what they didn't do is try to evolve with the consumer that's right recognizing those behaviors are going to get you know cemented over time they are now sort of the norm but we're in the middle of another shift from a consumer behavior perspective brands are trying to go back to pre pandemic they're forgetting a lot of the lessons they should have learned during the pandemic. And now we've got consumers and brands very, very disconnected.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Those brands, and again, I'm not gonna name you could, the names, though. but I might. You might. There are some brands that have figured it out. And as you said, they've evolved with the consumer as things have changed. And those who tried to go back to the way it was, they're screwed. And let's be honest, they should go away. We don't need them. And uh, because consumers don't want that experience and those brands that had figured out how to listen to their customer and give the customer what they want as opposed to push on the customer what they think they should have um, those are the ones that are going to figure it out and those are the ones that are going to be successful okay, let me there, so there's there's this one brand that's been um kind of been my target zone for a long time <laughs> because i am so frustrated with them because i think they have so much potential and it's, it's really about the industry, but this one particular brand, us being in Canada, where we we are fairly limited with our department stores. We have one. Um, but we have this brand called, for those of you who might not be in Canada, we have this retailer called the Hudson Bay Company or HBC or the Bay or whatever they call themselves these days. And I want to kind of share an experience I had with them. I was out shopping. I had an event to go to. I had to buy myself a shirt with, you know, long sleeves and buttons down the front and, you know, and get dressed up. And I had a couple hours to get it done. So I went into the store and first off, I walk in and it's kind of like being in an apocalyptic hospital. Like you walk in and the lights are flickering and the floor is dusty. And it's like those old gymnasium tile floors from like the 60s and 70s. It is just looks like crap, but they've got some good brands. And again, I need to get in and get out. So I find this shirt. It's, let's say it's 90 bucks, I think. So I'm willing to pay 90 bucks for this shirt. So first off, I got to walk around the store to find a place to buy it, to pay for it, because everywhere is closed. There's no staff around to help. So this is going towards this experience. Of you got to figure out your experience. You've got to give the consumer a way to buy things. And uh, I finally find the cash register in the small appliances department to buy my shirt and when i get up there we
0: are buying a shirt in the small appliances department
1: i'm not a small appliance (laughs) but you know that was the only place that had anybody who was willing to take my money and uh so she puts it through scans it and it's 54 dollars which is great but part of the problem here is i was willing to pay 90 bucks for it so here's a retailer the bay who's been struggling forever because they can't figure their shit out. They actually keep trying to reinvent themselves, but never take the time to talk to the customer or figure out what the customer actually wants. And it's actually a pretty easy fix. Uh, anybody at the Bay who wants to talk about it, we'll talk to you about it. But the reality is you've been trying to figure it out for 20 plus years, and you can't figure it out. You just keep changing leaders and changing directions and trying to figure, you know, it's a. it seems like a strategy of hope. And um, so anyhow, that was part of my experience is you know, here is somebody trying to buy something for 90 bucks at retail price. It's not shown on sale anywhere. I get up there and it's 40% off. No wonder they can't make any money. And it happens you know, time and time again. But then I hear the Bay in the news twice in the last week. First story is they're partnering with a company called the Mountain Equipment Co-op. Yep. Which for those of you who aren't in Canada or don't know Mountain Equipment Co-op or MEC they are actually, I believe, the number one ranked brand for brand trust in
0: Canada. Been a member since 1982.
1: They, Those who love outdoor equipment, they go to MEC. And uh, I've had the pleasure of working with them and being around them in the past, and, and they are a great brand. Um, and they're considered, while their prices aren't elite, they are considered an elite brand. So... MEC announces the partnership with the Bay that they're going to go in and open shop-and-shops, pop-up shops inside the Bay stores. So Bay is trying to do anything to get somebody to come through the door. Mm. Well, then a week later, I hear that the Bay is resurrecting the Zellers brand. You remember Zellers? I do. Yep. What is Zellers? It's a discount, I don't know, discount department store inside the Bay. So now the Bay, which is trying to survive is bringing in Mountain Equipment Co-op and bringing in Zellers into their stores. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And here, frankly, is an example of a brand that should just die. I hate to say it because they're kind of legendary or have this huge legacy in Canada, they've been around forever, but the reality is they're just wasting their own time and money and effort and not listening to the consumer and not adapting and not
0: evolving. Which is so really interesting because two brands. So you've got this iconic flagship department store. HBC has always had maybe a bit of a premium persona that goes with it, right? The brands that were in there were usually kind of higher end to your point earlier. Like, you know, you were going to go there for a $90 shirt, not for a $54 yeah. shirt. Uh, and you were going to have a selection from a variety of brands that were sort of all in, in that price point yeah. or in that, I shouldn't, shouldn't say price point, but all within that, family of brands perhaps that speaks in a in a consistent way to a certain type of consumer and then you bring in something like mountain equipment co a brand that i absolutely love uh, i've been a, a loyal uh consumer of theirs like i said since you know the early 80s and i'm dating myself a little bit um, but I, I bought my first tent there i bought my first pair of hiking boots there I bought my last pair of hiking boots there, right? right, Like about four or five months ago. So I've been going back to this brand over and over again, and I have an incredibly high level of trust. Zellers and Mountain Equipment Co-op, that doesn't make sense to me. It couldn't be at any further end of the spectrum. And what are the other brands in there going to think of that, right? Because I think if you're a brand in the Bay, um, you're kind of counting on the other brands that are in there with your brand to help draw your consumer in. So That's it's right. it's like that, it's that scenario we talked about where brands that are in a mall have an advantage that they take care of a consumer. And if you look at one mall, Sherway Gardens or something like that, or Yorkdale or something like that, there's a category of brands that exist in that for the most part. I would say, you know, 75, 85% of those brands all sort of fit a certain category because... They've done their homework and they understand who that consumer is. That's, right. That's going shopping at Yorkdale, a very high-end um, mall in Toronto, versus, I don't know, Cherry Hill, like, you know the strip mall in Cherry Hill, where you might be more apt to find a Zelda's so and there might even have That's been right. one in there at a certain point. I don't know what the Bay expects to get by bringing those two diabolically opposed brands and the consumers that come with them I don't know what they expect to gain from that. I don't think they have a clue. What's happened, I think, is it's been at the it's been at the expense of a good retail experience. And you're right. Now that people can get out and want to go out, even if we're going into a recession, there's still this desire to go out, treat themselves, get back to something that they've missed or they had to do without. But honestly, sometimes it's that social experience Absolutely. of going out going shopping for the day or going, hey, I need to go get something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this into a thing where I meet up with a couple of friends, maybe tie lunch into it or whatever. Those brands that are really just focused on the transaction and are just focused on the one-time purchase, it's not going to
1: happen. I guess the evolution or kind of speed up that happened or that was caused by the pandemic for e-commerce is that consumers, what, what happened is they, if the online experience wasn't good, They just went somewhere else. Yeah. So now when they go to bricks and mortar, if the bricks and mortar experience isn't good, they're going somewhere else. So if you have not figured out that experience, sayonara. Yeah. Shut your your doors. Save yourself some money.
0: Well, and that retail experience now is even more integrated with the online experience than it was before. It has to be seamless. For sure it's got to be seamless. But I, I think the other thing is it's not one or the other. And I think for a while it was one or the other and a lot of brands, well, we've worked with brands that the e-commerce part of the business was separate from the brand side of the business, was separate from the retail side of the business. It was treated as a, an entirely different path and consumers, like they use that online engagement differently now. Um, And it does absolutely have an influence as to what their retail experience should be. And uh, I think that brands have forgotten the fact that these, they're not two separate things anymore They have to come together.
1: And when you look at the strength of some of the other brands that are happening around the world and the experiences they're creating and how they're connecting bricks and mortar retail with their online business and how they're using their own stores to showrooms so that people can, uh, so people can try stuff on and buy it um, wherever they want to buy it, however they want to buy it. Um, and, and have
0: and, a consistent experience. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I look at brands like Canada Goose and Lululemon who are doing a great job and they're expanding. And then you look at brands like The Bay that really just should shut their doors.
0: Yep. It's, a, it's an interesting conversation. Um, not one that we're going to wrap up this afternoon, but one that we can certainly come back to. Um, I think overall a great example of, you know, a brand and its strategy not being connected to consumers and their expectations. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been TMD on the Record. I'm Dave, and this has been my friend Jeff. This is an interesting conversation. We're going to come back to it, so stay tuned.